fun fact about Antonio T. Smith Jr. It is a known fact that he is a pastor of a church. But what is not known is there is a photo floating around of Antonio T. Smith Jr. dressed as Jesus. (laughs) Wig, robe, everything. I think he even had the thorn the thorn crown in blood i'm not so sure but i but the picture is definitely floating around he had on a lace front wig ladies you know what that is he had on a lace front wig terrible idea while you being professional (laughs) with the robe another fun fact about antonio t smith jr this episode is brought to you by the bureau of dominant speakers Are you a speaker, trainer, or coach and looking to get maximum exposure, master your skills, and learn how to create products that generate a residual income? The Bureau of Dominant Speakers is the program for you. Antonio T. Smith Jr. gives you exposure to his network of 2.5 million people, as well as teach you everything he knows that retired him at the age of 29 on speaking alone, how to create products that generate a residual income for you, as well as how to brand and market yourself as a master speaker. For more information, click the second link in the show notes description. All right, we are live. Somebody tell me what chapter we're on, although I know. Three. I, I can't, okay. I heard him. He's in the place. I see him. I don't see, oh, you have a microphone. I can see you again. It's supposed to be on chapter eight. All right. <clears throat> supposed to be on chapter eight. Tempest, are we on chapter eight? Okay, Tempest nods her head yes, so we get to be on chapter 8. All right, what is chapter 8 about? Decision, the mastery of procrastination. All right, so we're going to have a very good class today. However, Michelle brought up the secret to think and grow rich. I actually got that in week one. I said there's a secret to this book. I said, there's a secret to this book, and everyone said, yeah, okay, what is it? Y'all was having a good time trying to guess it, and now, this is the first time it's been brought back up. In many a weeks, many a weeks, yes, yes. So, she thinks she's figured out what the secret to Think and Grow Rich is. Well, actually, I think it's two parts. Okay. I think the first part is, the secret is... Whatever it is you need it to be in these six steps. You can have five steps and be missing the sixth step, the sixth step, or have or be missing the first step. But if you go back and reread it, you grow each time that you read the book, or each time you take over the steps. So to me it could be So we can, so we can sum that up in by saying the secret is repetition. Yes. Constantly repeating the information. Yes. Okay. Okay. Thoughts. I'm not saying that's wrong. She was brave enough to guess the secret of the book. Repetition. That's pretty good. That's pretty good. 
I can't. You, you, you. I kind of. I halfway I see. I was talking to myself. Oh, okay. I was talking to myself. Oh, okay. Because he's holding the mic, but he didn't use it, so he's kind of like transparent. I, I couldn't. I couldn't see him. I couldn't see him. Okay, good. Yes, we got someone online who wants to dab at the secret. problem with either one of these answers which are co-signing one another. So once I give them both a hand. Yes, that is pretty good. Proud of you both. <coughs> Proud of you both. Let's see. So I've got no problem with that answer at all. I don't think it's repetition. But <laughs> However, but you may not need it to be repetition. It may need, it may mean whatever you need it to be. For me, it's repetition. Okay, and that, that's fine. Yeah, 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 definitely. Okay, we clap again. That's good. Yeah, no, seriously. Now, I most certainly wouldn't tell you repetition is wrong because repetition would be a part or a byproduct of what I believe the secret is. Does that make sense? Does that make sense? Yeah. Good. Okay, so this is, this is chapter eight, which means principle seven then, right? Yes, okay. Remember, I've been reading this book since 2008, the original version, and so I'm always behind you guys one. Great, 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 great. Tell me, let's talk about this secret one more time. Remember, if you desire this secret, you already have the first half of it. Okay. The other half would jump out at you. So think about, I mean, you could say repetition because the little girl that needed 50 cents repeatedly told her uncle, okay, I need that 50 cent, right? <laughs> exactly. Now, that story changed my life. And then, of course, there is something about that that you can say a whole lot about that. <clears throat> I can tell you what. I have always told you what I think the secret is. And I've taught every last one of you that, especially if you are mentored or coached by me. I've taught you all. Every day. I will tell you that. So, any more? Okay, so here's, how, here's what I want to do. I'm going to read for, well, let's, let's do it this way. I'm going to read for you <coughs> a few things from my long-running notes of the book. Lack of decision, procrastination, is on top of the list of reasons of failure. Anybody disagree with that? <coughs> so what I'm going to do is I am going to read for you my notes and we're going to dialogue about it. And then, after we're done, you pick out, or you can pick out some quotes while I read for you the notes. 
that back it up or something that you want to say, well, this or that. <clears throat> and then we'll do more quotes as well. <clears throat> Make sense? So is lack of decision or procrastination, in fact, is lack of decision and procrastination the same thing? Why? <laughs> Can't see her. Who is this person talking? Is this, oh, hey. Hey, yes, they are the same thing. Because if you're, if you're lacking, if you're not making the decision, then your procrastination, you're not making the decision that's going off with whatever you need to do, whatever you're procrastinating. Hey, did you guys hear that? She's absolutely correct. Now watch this here. Let's add a little different level to that. Is procrastination and being indecisive the same thing. Can you repeat what she said? Oh, sure. Come come closer for me. Okay, say it again. Oh. The lack of making... No, no, no. Come on. You gotta project your voice. Here. The lack of making... Not making the decision and procrastinating is the same thing because if you're not making the decision, you're delaying whatever it is you need to do. Therefore, you're procrastinating. Okay, did you hear that? Mm-hmm. If not, hold on. No, you didn't look like you heard it. You sure? Okay, I, I pulled the laptop up right by her mouth. You got it? Sweet. Now, <coughs> many books, Rich Dad, Poor Dad, anybody will tell you that if you're indecisive, if you can't make a decision, then I'm asking you is not being able to make a decision the same thing as procrastination? Hmm. He took it up a level. Okay, okay, so give, give, you ever done it? Both of y'all. Let's go. Let's go here first. It's Talk loud for me so Tim's near. It's the same thing because if you can't make the decision, then you, you, uh, you waiting to make the decision. Okay, fair enough. That's, that's, I'll have no problem with that. I would say that if you are a procrastinator. Is that Michael? You are, is it on now? Yeah. If you are a procrastinator, you are a great decision maker because you are making a decision to procrastinate. Ooh. You mm. cannot call yourself a procrastinator <coughs> and be indecisive mm. because you choose. Mm. Procrastination mm. is a choice. That's a decision. Mm. I decide to wait a long time before I complete this task. Hey, mm. I have no issues with that at all. She's punching people in the stomach, isn't she? Yes, yes, yes. <laughs> yes, yes. Indecision is a, de- a decision. The way I like to say that, but I didn't make it up. I got it from the movie, The Compass, but not the one, not the, the blockbuster hit. It was a self-help movie called The Compass. And action is, no, excuse me, inaction is actually an action. Just not a act and action that will serve you. Right. In action is actually an action, just not an action that will serve you. Because most of you think, well, if I just don't do anything, I'll be safe. But that's like Shannon said, that is a decision. You've made a decision to give your life up to the forces that are against you. Make sense? Okay, so I'm going to take this a little deeper. It's having too many options. 
the same as procrastination and lack of a decision. Yes, come on. Oh, yes. Most of you are plagued by too many options, not procrastination. Go ahead. Is, too, is having too many options the same as procrastination or lack of a decision? Yes, because the only way you have too many options is if you allow yourself to have too many options. Okay, that's fair. Let's go deeper. I'll say, what's the second option? What's the lack of this. The first one was procrastination and lack of a decision. I'll say lack of a decision. Fair enough. That's still procrastination. Well, because I could be That's, that's correct. So I could be having all these options, but I have to make one a profession. I might be doing them all, but I have to make one a profession. So I, I say that's, yeah. No, that's absolutely correct. I, I like to hear what Shannon has to say on this. and lack of decision. It's lack of decision because you're giving yourself too many. That's Either right. it serves your burning desire or it doesn't. That's, That's right. only two options. That's and right. if it doesn't serve your burning desire, it shouldn't be an option. Oof. No, we, no, no, no. Everybody's clap for that last thing. <laughs> Man, she knocked me back on that one. I was going to stand up. I know I did lower body workout the other day, but that was my legs that gave up on me. That was that comment. Now, do me a favor, Mr. Will, if you can turn this around on me for me to <coughs> make sure they can see me. I need to stand up and illustrate this. Got it? Got me? Okay, good. You guys seen the secret, haven't you? The secret in the book. Remember how he says, your wish is my Specific about it. 
It's not your camera that messes you up. It's your indecision. To not be specific is to also be indecisive. See, I'm, I'm doing this. I'm busting these little myths that you have because you thought indecisive is not making decisions. And she just knocked the nail on the head by saying that too many options is a tool of procrastination, of procrastinating. So I can have an excuse of just how much, oh, but I am trying, look, and all the stuff that I have. To have too many general things is to have nothing at all. Nothing. Okay, so God goes, your wish is my command. Which one? You never tell them which one. So you never get it. I'm, I'm, trying, I'm trying to help you. I'm trying to use an illustration so you can see it. I've got these two big hands. Now, watch this here. Every time I give you an example, I'm going to go deeper, and then we're going to go deeper about eight times. Okay? You can tell us how many times I've thought about this book and read this book. Now, fine. I, I want... Give me a house. Now watch. Okay. Exactly. Yes. Yes. Good. 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 Okay. Now watch what she just did. I want. So okay. I want a one-story house. Now God, with His big hands, just like Carfax commercial, He clicks a little button and these infinite possibilities of one-story houses come up. Now He says, "Which one?" Red brick one with a driveway and a two-car garage with a swimming pool in the back. Okay. And wood floors. Boom. With the mother-in-law fighting. Okay. God bless you. You have a great heart. If that's what it's called, that doesn't mean that's what it's been used for. Oh, okay. Because <laughs> <laughs> unless she got the pins on, I'm going to need her way over there. Okay. <laughs> oh, this is recording. I'm going to need stone straw that for this. Okay. <laughs> my mother-in-law is the greatest little player. She really is. She stays out of my business. But that's a, that's, a, no, that's a sign of a good mother-in-law. No, I know. The ones know. that stay out of your business. I know. Okay. All right. So did you, can you give me your house again? And watch me be God or the universe or the ether as she is listing her house. Do it with microphone, buddy. I say a red brick house with a two-car garage, a fenced-in backyard, and a swimming, swimming pool. Boom. And wood floors. Got it. You can see it? Okay, so for those of you who listen to the audible version, I gave my hand in a whole bunch of animated ways, act like I was moving stuff and twirling stuff and rolling down windows and stuff. Now I have it. And the window of heaven just opened up for you to bless you. And now, my big infinite hand is on the way. Here it is. Watch it. Now I want you to change your mind. I want you to be indecisive. Oh, maybe I want a. What you want now? Did you did you see what I just did? As soon as she made, yeah, 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 yeah. Yes, do that, do that, please. So, so, oh no, 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 no. go ahead, do that, do that. Okay, it, whoever oh, doesn't matter. So, Here well, it is. really, I don't need a two car garage. Oh. Maybe a one car garage. Here's my hand going back. Okay, you want and this one? Tiles, okay, because wood floors can be. Uh, not upkeep. No problem. Which is my command. I got you. And it can be white, gray, red, or white. Red or white. And this is you guys have God going in the back and forth motion. 
always trying to bless you. He can never give you what you desire. He can only give you what you need. Because he's right now a 600 foot square. <laughs> you only have what you need. Yeah. Because your dominant thoughts, according to Abraham Maslow's hierarchy of needs, we've got some school teachers in here. Abraham Maslow wrote an essay, which is a theory about the hierarchy of needs, in 1948, more than likely, or 43. And what he did was he wrote a nice, wonderful thesis and proved it about how human beings have five different needs. He would later do an addendum to it and make seven. But one of the first needs, the, the first need, was basic survival needs. So you have what you need, because whether you know it or not, you want basic survival needs. House, 21st century living, running water. When you were living in the streets, all you wanted was those basic things. Okay, does that make sense? Okay, now watch this here. Do you remember when you started a small business? It was no small feat. It took a lot of late nights, early mornings, and the occasional all-nighter. Bottom line, you've been insanely busy ever since. So why not make things a little easier? Well, our friends at FreshBooks have the solution. FreshBooks invoicing and accounting software is designed specifically for small business owners. It's simple, intuitive, and keeps you way more organized than a dusty shoebox filled with crumpled receipts. Create and send professional-looking invoices in 30 seconds and then get them paid two times faster with automated online payments. File expenses even quicker and keep them perfectly organized for tax time. And the best part? FreshBook grows alongside your business, so you'll always have the tools you need when you need them without ever having to learn the ins and outs of accounting. Join the 24 million people who've used FreshBooks. Try it free for 30 days, no catch, and no credit card required. Go to freshbooks.com slash B2B and enter B2B to A to Z in the How Did You Hear About Us section to get started. Now, in the basic of things, when you get there... You want the next thing now. After you get your basic needs, now what you want is relationship. That's the second need. When you have your, whether it be work relationships, friends, okay. Okay. yeah, relationships, as in a definition, like I have some single women like, shh, let me I'm tired of you, you men anyway. I get these goals. I don't need to get you. Okay, I understand. I, I, I completely understand. And then the married women is like, So you get these relationships, but watch this here. It's funny thing about it. <clears throat> once you, this is where you have to be careful. Once you meet one level of need, it's called the hedonic problem or something like that. Once you, I don't, I don't know why I know all this stuff, but once you reach a certain level of need, you are no longer happy with what you have. Every time you supply a need, 
it made you happy to get it than when you hedonic treadmill. That's what it's called. You can literally look this up. I knew it was in there somewhere. It's called the hedonic treadmill. I'm so not kidding. Once you get a need, basic needs met, you're not happy with your basic needs no more. You're trying to move out. So when you get that, and once you get into a relationship, you're not happy anymore. You got to go to the third one. Yep, hedonic treadmill. Yeah, I don't know why. I got a whole catalog up there, right? And so you got this whole thing going on. Now, I'd explain all that so I can catch you back up with the half of those hierarchy needs. Most of you keep whoever you think is blessing you or whatever you think is blessing you in this constant motion of trying to give you what you want. So instead of giving you what you desire, you only get those basic needs. Does that now make sense? Okay, good. Now watch this here. Now start doubting. <laughs> you, you ain't got to pretend this here. You get a million dollars today. Now, of course, did you think you'd get a million dollars today? Now I want you to go through all those subconscious thoughts you actually have about getting a million dollars in the next four hours. Give them two. Blurred. <laughs> those are different <laughs> thoughts. Okay, that's not going to happen. Where am I going to get that? How? Okay, well, see? I want a million dollars. Sure, my child is yours. Give me something. Ooh, okay then. It must be coming from somewhere. Now, watch this here. Come, watch this. Yes. Now, give it. Come hold this mic for me. Come hold this mic for me. Here's what actually happens, okay? So, for audible version, I was pulling back my hand. Here's what actually happens. Because you got to remember, every thought is a thing. Now, you want a million dollars. Now, doubt going to happen. Let me take that back and let me give you more not going to happen. So you think you're not getting the million dollars. That's not what's happening. You're getting what you wanted and that was not going to happen. Okay? Give me, give, me, give me here. Let me give, give me here so I can do it this way. No, no. So they can see it here. Okay. Here is the million dollars. No, no. Well, yeah, they can see me. Just come right here so okay. she can see. Here's the million dollars. Not going to happen. Get more of what's not going to happen. Does that make sense? Yes. You're always getting something. You think you're not getting what you prayed for. You're getting what you really prayed for. So when you pray in desperation, you're not getting your prayer. You're getting the desperation. I'm trying to free somebody here today. <laughs> Guys, you can spend and this isn't, a, this isn't a slight on any field of thought that I'm about to name. You can spend all your undergrad, bachelor's, freshman through senior year. You can, you can spend all that in psychology and never learn what I just told you. You can spend all that in business and never learn what I just told you. Whatever it is, this is real life. Because the people teaching you more often than not, don't even have a grasp of their own dominant thoughts. Their dominant thoughts just led them to be able to teach, not to do. This is why most teachers, I we talked about this earlier, that teach about business and don't own a business. They just have a bachelor's in business or a master's in business. Because you're not going to be, unless you teach an associate's degree in business, you're not going to be a teacher business. Get it? 
All right, so I spent a little time there because, as usual, the way my brain works and the way people write, the, mo the first thing is always the most important thing. You don't grasp that, you don't grasp anything. Make sense? Okay. Procrastination is the opposite of decision. Don't have to talk about that. We just talked about it. People who succeed invariably come to decisions promptly and change these decisions slowly if and when they change them at all. Anybody want to comment on that? Does anybody know what that means? People, you want me to repeat it how I read it or you want me to repeat it in plain English? <laughs> okay, in plain English. People, successful people, Successful people, successful people take a long time to make a decision during due diligence. But when they do make a decision with 100% information, they quickly come to that decision and they never change it. If, well, they rarely change it if they do at all. Does that make sense? Did I explain that a bit more plainly? Indecisive people are the opposite. They make really, when you give them 100% information, they still take all day to make, decision, make the decision. And then when they finally make it, they change it real quick. You cannot be successful constantly changing your decision because that makes you indecisive and you just keep this action going on. Yes? What if the decision that they made was <coughs> wrong, not a good decision? Who was they? The successful person. Define wrong. And I have to ask you that. Because. What if the decision that the successful person made turned into a failure? They keep going until that failure becomes opportunity. <laughs> like that's, right? like, I, 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 I totally get the question. There's only one acceptable question that you could ask <coughs> that has an acceptable answer for successful people is when they feel the flow of things, the ebb and flow, they are so aware that this doesn't feel right. They stop and evaluate the circumstances. Does that make sense? That's not the same thing as you said. That is to say, me and Shannon get into a relationship. We're both highly aware. We like this, and we like that, and we like this, and we like that. And on this, she said, please, God, don't. This is, this is why I'm using her as an example, OK? <laughs> no one like him, Lord. <laughs> OK? So listen. And so. But, but on paper, we should, you know, click and all that stuff. And we get into it and we realize in the flow, we're better off friends. As successful people, we will mutually agree we're better off friends and become best friends. If we're unsuccessful, we'll stay in that relationship, get pregnant, divorce five years later, and doom our child to some sort of mediocrity or a dysfunctional family. I, I, I totally just spit facts. It doesn't, like, <laughs> this is what it is. You, you get what I'm saying? OK? 
Okay. So the only exception, you didn't ask the wrong question. This, I'm just trying to show you how successful people don't change their decisions. They will evaluate the flow, the zone is how you would know. They evaluate the feelings of things. And they say, okay, my vibration is not matching this vibration. I need to move or adjust. The decision will remain the same. The method changes. Does that make sense? Because if it's a failure, and let's say it's a, it's a failed business, it's not a failed business. I go bankrupt. Guess what? Since I'm wealthy, I learned all those lessons in that failed business, and I start another company that does not go bankrupt. So even then, you still can't call it failure. Because I saw it through to the end, and the only reason I'm a billionaire now is because I saw my greatest failure through to the end. Ahead, so basically you're saying there's no wrong decision. There just has to be a decision made. The, now, great answer, great question. There is a such thing as a wrong decision, but not in the way that you guys understand it. There, it okay, I'm going to push against your religious beliefs by accident. I don't mean to. There is no right or wrong. There is just positive and negative energy. When you say right, <coughs> to what? Here's what you do. This white towel is the right form, the right, the perfect thing, okay? So when I say this is right, I'm saying, let me put it on camera. When I say this is right, I'm saying in comparison to what is perfect. This is right. When I say it's wrong, I'm saying in comparison to what is perfect, this is really far away from that in gradation or levels. Does that make sense? But watch it. Watch how insane the concept of right and wrong is. If it's right, I'm saying it matches this perfect form. If it's wrong, I'm saying it's not. So watch it. If it's right, it's in comparison to this. Okay then, so there's a wrong out there somewhere. Yeah, so is it wrong? No. So okay then, now it's in comparison. You keep yourself in this constant back and forth loop of comparing something to the perfect source and not you. And that is how things become wrong when they don't serve you. Yes, that, that was, I'm not sure if that was confusing. Confusing, but that was hard to swallow. Go ahead with the microphone. Where do we get our source from if we don't even have a perfect source for it? I would not tell you that there's not a perfect source. Okay, so the answer to your question is somebody told you. That, that's the answer. Okay. At the end of the day, that's going to be the answer. Everything that you believe, somebody gave to you. Please receive that. Like 99% of what you believe somebody gave to you. I'll push that further. Your life is all about moving towards happiness. Okay? Shameless plug in my book. So happy and grateful that I'm writing right now. I have a chapter about this. <laughs> Let's face it, right? The shameless plug is how we get, get our livings. And you're always moving towards your happiness. But guess what? 
There's only two things that make you move, pleasure or pain. <laughs> if it's pleasurable, you move. If it's painful, you move from it. Okay, Sigmund Freud actually um, was the person to discover that. But that's the, that's the truth. So there ain't no right or wrong. It's what you're moving towards or from. The only rights or wrongs are what is universal. <coughs> like the universal laws of physics. That's a right or wrong. Thermodynamics is, is neither right or wrong. It's just that. And if you say it doesn't exist, now you're wrong because that's something universal. Gravity, not, I have a different view on gravity, but gravity is not a, so when I'm teaching you this thing, I'm teaching you law of attraction. It's not new. They call it new age thing, but it's not new. It's an old law that you just found out about. You know, when, I, when you learn about gravity in ninth grade, you didn't say, oh, this new thing, I'm not going to believe in that. No, jump off the building. You will believe. You will be a great believer. See, the disciple of gravity. <coughs> okay, go against, treat people wrong or incorrectly, and watch what happens to you. You will, even if you're successful, you will have a great downfall. History has proven leaders who are disrespectful to their people are always assassinated. From Sun Tzu to the Roman Empire to no more Gaddafi. Oh, that, let me leave that one out. Let me leave that one out. Because scratch, uh, Your Honor. Okay, I got it. The jury will scratch from the record no more Gaddafi. That was a little different. That was, I'm too woke. So you're trying to do absolutism. There's nothing in the universe. See, as humans, you want to have everything absolute. You want to always say, well, does this always mean that? There's nothing absolute in this universe. So to make it absolute, you're now wrong because it's not a universal law to have anything absolute. There's nothing equal in this. Let me tell you why equality is such a big deal. Because there's no, you're never going to find anything equal in the universe. Nothing. 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 Hand me that mic. You're never going to find anything equal. Okay, so everything's just going to mess up. Okay. You cut that one off. Is it off? Okay, you cut that one off. And then when you're ready to talk. You're never going to find anything equal in this universe. Ever. You're never going to find anything equal in this universe. <laughs> lemonade make limits. <laughs> I mean, limits make lemonade. You're never going to find anything equal. And y'all use the mic still. Equal in this universe. Not an equal raindrop, not an equal blade of grass. The reason why every great leader tells you to lower yourself for others is because the only way to get equality, somebody has to lower themselves to lift others. There's no other way. There's no other way. Because we're not created equal, although the Constitution says we are. And since we're not created equal, the only way for us to be created equal is I have to get off my high horse and make sure you are equal.
by doing something great for you, even though you can't do it for me. Depend on how you're asking that. If it's not helping you, doesn't make it wrong. If it doesn't serve you, makes it wrong. Me helping homeless people always serves me and the world. Me standing up for injustice everywhere always serves me. Because there's a universal law. I'm supposed to. I'm supposed to add value to this world. And every time you add value doesn't always add value to you materialistically or in the immediate, but it always serves you. It always makes you a better person. It always comes back. You can always get a cash return on your energy. You can always get something when you do well. Now, when you are doing something that doesn't serve you, because you're helping people that you shouldn't. That's a different story, which actually brings me to the next thing here. A definite objective makes reaching prompt decisions that much easier. So when I know what I want, I will not make a decision that takes me from that. I just talked about you with that. When I know what I want, I can serve as many homeless people as I can without getting served because I know what I want. I'm always on my way to as long as I'm focused on it. Therefore, I can help anybody in my way at all times because I know who and what I am and where I'm going. And you are just the fastest, quickest, most harmonious way to get me there, even if my crazy view of time says you're slowing me down. You cannot slow me down when I have a definite, specific objective with a time date on it you're not slowing me down my you're adding value and speed to where i'm going i just have to have the character enough to actually make you important on my way to try to be important make sense when i don't have a definite objective every time somebody gets in my way i'm upset about it you know people like that You've done it yourself. You can't mistreat people and have your objective on your mind. You know why? Because you understand the moment you start planting bad seeds, you go further and further from your objective. Okay. <clears throat> Next one, and we open this up for decisions. Come to decisions quickly and definitely and change them slowly. Has everybody received that? All right, good. Are you ready? Opinions are the cheapest commodity on earth. Keep your own counsel. Please talk about it. That's in the book. I promise you it is. Let's talk. This seems to not be feedback anymore. Actually, let me get something from online. Let me, let me get something from Coach T. Opinions are the cheapest commodities on earth. Keep your own counsel. Coach us. Give us your thoughts. 
Everybody on planet Earth has an opinion. Mm -hmm. So it means absolutely nothing. So I, further along in that in this chapter, maybe like two paragraphs after that, he says, I'm paraphrasing, we handicap ourselves on what others' opinions are. <laughs> so we live a life stuck because somebody opinion does on something and they mean well but had no idea what they were talking about or had no idea what they were doing to us. And we get stuck on someone's opinion and stop living our lives. And we think <laughs> we think waking up every morning is living. Mm. But we're walking, we're the walking dead. We're living an, an unfulfilled life because somebody gave an opinion on what we should or should not be doing and it goes against our burning desire and we say well since they said it let me take that as bible let me take that as truth and i go this way and this way is the opposite direction of where i need to be and we walk around miserable and dying because somebody gave us an opinion 12 years ago and we held that as truth and never made a decision to go against what someone told us. So we live a life based off of a cheap opinion, living a cheap life, dying an expensive death. <laughs> All right. Anybody dare to add value to that? Okay, go ahead. You're the only person that can follow that. <laughs> so this is a part that I underlined too, but it was for a slightly different <coughs> reason. Um, I remember being where temperature's peaking up and it's difficult to mm -hmm. be there. Mm -hmm. And once you reach a point where you do realize that you are different and you are at a level of awareness that causes you to know when you are keeping improper counsel. Mm. You have to be careful because you will seek those lowly opinions. Mm. You will seek them because you will become fearful of where you're going. Mm. And so you will make the decision to not choose wise counsel. Mm. You will make the decision to start listening to the very people that your awareness has shown you mean you no good. And so when I read where it said, um, keep your own counsel by reaching your own decisions and following them, if you're not careful and you don't watch your counsel, you will be on the road making your great decisions, but because you're letting these people back in little by little, you're gonna find yourself questioning things that you weren't questioning before. Wow. You know? Yes. So. Yes. When, it, when you read a little further, a little bit before, where it talks about how, what Tempest was talking about, it says, take no one into your confidence except the members of your mastermind group. Mm. And be very sure in your selection of this group that you choose only those who will be in complete sympathy mm. and harmony with your purpose. And so it reiterated for me how valuable those purposeful-minded people around you are because that is your counsel. That's right. That is your counsel. And so it was 
it was for me because I was like the queen at self-sabotaging. So one of the ways is to dive myself into an unhealthy relationship or be going along really, really good and all of a sudden start talking to somebody that I shouldn't be speaking to or something like that. And so this was a great reminder, smack dab in the middle of reading this book of, hey, watch your counsel. You know, you're shifting, you're you're going a little higher. So be careful because they're coming. Yeah. And we have to make sure that we're very aware all the time Mm. of who we allow to be, not in our presence, but in our counsel. People can come share things with you all day, but you be very, very careful what you receive from those people, and you be extra careful of what you share with them. Amen. About what's going on with you. Come on, y'all. All right. As you guys can tell from the online, I mean the the audible version here, these two are master speaker training and trainers and coaches, <laughs> without a doubt, without a doubt. Somebody add value to that. Somebody come behind that. We're not done with that. The 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 flow of the room says no. I can promise you. With me personally, always asking for somebody's opinion was my low self-esteem. Yes. And once I realize now, once my <coughs> self-esteem is higher, I don't even need the opinions of others. So you need it to be validated. Yes. That's I would ask opinions to other people. Just basically say, oh, that's good. But instead, they would give me a negative response. And everything that I just said and did was like, oh, I thought I did so good. Really, in which I really did, I was searching for a, hey, great job. And they would really give me their opinion, and it was negative. So let's, let's go back to this, I thought I did so good. Are you aware enough to know that that is what you really wanted to think and really wanted to say? thought I did so good to live in that state. Think about it this way. Everybody think about this here. When you have low self-esteem, do you want to be successful? Or do you want to have the reason to say, but I thought. The reason. Because that's what you really want. You want to Repeat that same sentence over and over. You ever been so hurt? This is this is this is true. When you're truly hurt, you say the same thing over and over. You just repeat the sentence. You just, you just <laughs> I don't know why. No, I don't know why. I don't know why. Come on now, don't act like y'all not human beings, okay? <laughs> you just say it over and over. Twenty minutes. I don't know why. I don't know why. Why do you do me like that? Whatever, that, whatever your sentence is, go ahead. Give it, give it a mic. <laughs> okay, so true story. I was in this very domestic, <coughs> physically, emotionally violent relationship, right? And there were count about six times I was given a complete, oh, I'm sorry, a complete way out of it. Like, complete way out. I'm at my parents' house. I'm like, just fine. And I could not function like that. And so it would be, but I see good in him. I 
What we're doing it's just That's emotional just like, <laughs> yeah. you know what i'm saying when you were just saying that i heard myself <laughs> five years ago oh but i just <laughs> i don't know just lying <laughs> Functional, I don't have to be successful because success is too hard. I'm going to bring up two things and I want you guys to talk about both, whichever you choose, whichever one you're bringing up. And what I'm going, uh oh, give her the mic. <laughs> Give her the mic. <laughs> Give her the mic. Uh-oh. Okay, so when your awareness rises, so will your emotional intelligence. Okay. Uh, Y'all gather around. Come on, gather around. <laughs> Come on, gather around. Break breakthrough moment. Breakthrough moment. Breakthrough. Breakthrough. There she go. That's all right. You're doing a good job. You're a winner. You're a winner. With this is what you do. Look, look, follow my instructions. This is what you do. Take a deep breath. Take a deep breath. Now, now follow my instructions very specifically. I don't think that was right. Okay? You're not there anymore. Okay? You don't even have to give details. Okay? Now watch it. Neither do you have to talk about it. I want you to take a different approach. Okay? Center yourself. Everybody help me center the room. That's okay. This is what I want you to do. Take off your glasses. No, 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 it's okay. I just do this. Now, <clears throat> hand her my towel that hasn't been used. There you go. Now, follow me specifically, okay? I'm going to show you something. Your energy jumped off at me. I don't even look at you. Now, wipe your face completely. Now, put back on your glasses because... No one deserves to look at a world through tears. That's why I made you take off your glasses. Okay? Now, <clears throat> I didn't stop. I most certainly didn't stop to embarrass you. But I didn't stop to talk about it. Not what you think. 
want you now to tell us how you overcome. I don't want to hear what made you cry. I want to hear what makes you proud now that you're not there anymore. And we're going to cheer you on. Come on, y'all clap for it. Just don't tell me anything negative. Old you. I am happy that I can let go. There you go. 
the shirt up and walk into a house with my head up, period. I am happy that I know my support system now. Mm-hmm. I'm happy that I moved away from false positivity. Mm-hmm. Coach T, see that? I think she's clapping for you too. Oh, you done made her cry. All right. There it is. There it is. Be proud of yourself. Yes. Come on. Are y'all proud of her? Yes. 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 Listen, let's use this as an example. Now, I, I most certainly, I wasn't, I didn't even embarrass you. I hopefully that's how I did. I want you to claim you. You were. You were. <laughs> You guys focus in the wrong places. <clears throat> Your energy is popping off at me. You would think about all the stuff that she was and that was holding you. And I didn't know what it was, but I felt it. That was holding you. Stop going back to the poor person you used to be and start claiming who you're thinking and growing rich to become. Because as you become, as you're trying to become, you already are. Listen, this, I'm not just saying these words because it's like a cool, cute TV thing to say. This is real. You just had a breakthrough. Now watch how life works. The opposing forces are going to try to take that from you. But guess where it's going to come from? Nothing outside. It's going to come from you. You're going to say things like, I should. Oh my God, what if something? You're going to do all this negative think, negative talk, and rob yourself of what you just claimed. So I literally think and speak against you talking to yourself out of the hero or the heroine that you've just become. Can we clap that one more time? <laughs> now I'm going to let 
Miss Clark say something. I actually, I'm gonna let both, I'm gonna both, let me let Miss Tempest you next. Let's let Miss Clark say something and Tempest is gonna say something. Whatever you want. This. Uh, I got it already. Okay. Uh, two things. I think that immediately, as soon as you can, you need to go back and get this and you need to write down each one of those affirmations mm -hmm. that you said about yourself, just like you said them. And you need to get just the clip of your affirmation part and you need to you need to listen to the fervency in your voice. You need to listen to your tears. You need to listen to the fervor that you have when you said it each time because you're going to need it. Mm. You're going to need to hear that. You're going to need to say those. You, that needs to, those are your affirmations. That ain't Lisa Nichols. That ain't Tony. That's Deanna to Deanna. I'm sorry. That's all right. Thank you. Second thing is, it's just an observation. I remember when I first met you. And you would walk in and you would be like this. Hey y'all, you know, and her shoulders would always be <coughs> like this. Mm -hmm. And I just figured out that that was you portraying outside how you were inward. Uh -huh. Because now every he's asked you to stand up about three times today. Every single time he asked you to stand up, you're like this. Yep. There's no more yep. of this. And so what has happened in your body has happened all in here, mm. even to the point where you just realized today the intensity of the fact that you ain't hurt. And that is so inspirational to me. That's right. Yeah, that's right. And we keep talking. No, no. We keep talking. I just, that was just the right point to clap. <laughs> okay. So it's Coach Is she right there? Yes. Okay, yeah. good. So I'm going to let you talk now. So go ahead, they can hear you. Are you talking to me? Yes. Uh, so I've been away for like 10 minutes. Okay. Well, I, I had the laptop around for 10 minutes, so I didn't know. <laughs> okay. I didn't know if she was like. Oh, okay. She, that's okay. Well, good. So what was supposed to happen is what happened. And so immediately, I make a commitment to you immediately after this class, I will upload this recording to you directly before I even get up. Okay? I give you my word on that. Before we leave this building, it will be in your possession. And if you, if you need me to edit your part, soundproof it in, and give it to you in just that section, I will. Whatever it takes for you Actually, that, that leads me to a perfect segue. Let me turn this around to break. That leads me to a perfect segue. What's happening with most of you, but it's you that's the victor today, is you guys don't give yourself permission to be great. And then your idea of great is like some esoteric super muscle you know, it's like, you got to, like, stop comments from hitting Metropolis, you know. <laughs> way out there with it. No, great is standing up in a room full of people and saying, I am not her. No, I promise you that. Oh, I promise you that. I promise, I promise you that. I cannot tell you how many people don't have the courage to claim. Sales. 
especially if you have low self-esteem. <laughs> See, go ahead. Hello, amen. <laughs> you got something you want? You want to add value right there? Anyone? Go ahead, please, because the energy is here. <laughs> that be you hit his driveway right now. <laughs> you sure? No comment. No comment. <laughs> He's talking to the church. <laughs> yeah, but yeah, the universe, God knew how to translate that. And now you, you all in my driveway right now. <clears throat> you have to give yourself permission. This is why I made you. I wasn't trying to interrupt you. I realized that the more you kept talking, the more you gave me a picture of what was actually going on. And I immediately recognized that you need to claim yourself. The new one. The only one that matters. It's the only one. Your past only matters because it pushed you to what actually matters. Nothing more. Nothing more. You are great and it's time for you to claim it. Because the only one, there's only two people that never want you to claim that you are great. You, if you have low self-esteem, or the opposing force against you. Is all. Be, and be, be careful because the negative forces can jump into people. And you think it's them. Nah, it's just your opposition. <laughs> That's all. It's just your opposition. And just take the form of the person that can hurt you. Or they jump into you. Or the person who can't hurt you is being used as the force against you. But as long as you are I am in yourself, nothing can stop you. Nobody can ever stop a person that knows their purpose. Ever. As long as you know your purpose, you'll never let anybody take you out of it. Ever. I promise you. And you'll be, people be like, where do you get this strength from? It's not strength, it's purpose. Ask me all the time. Now, how do you take criticisms? Purpose. I know right where I'm at. But they talking about you. Really? I didn't even know they knew me. It's purpose. It's purpose. <laughs> Since I know me, I am already, and I was explaining this with the men, me and Tempest were doing a podcast like last night or something. Since I know me, I operate in a constant state of forgiveness. I've already forgiven you for stuff you're going to do for me, to me three years from now. And then I am built for you against me because I can't see Everything. Ray Charles to the beast. <laughs> <Yes. laughs> That's it. Seriously, I am only the only people that, and, and Shannon actually mentioned this earlier from the book, the only people that can ever affect me are the people in my mastermind group. 
Not because you have specified knowledge, not because you're in the group, not because you're a mastermind, but because I chose you to be there. And when I choose you to be there, I tell you, lift up and be in my garden. And when I do that, you plant seeds that I have to reap. The only way anybody can hurt you is if they're in your garden. You cannot make me eat the toxic stuff that you planting over there. I let people, I mean, literally, the people are so poor. They plant negative seeds in their garden and throw them at me. You want me to? You want me to cook this? What you? <laughs> she want me to make this a recipe? I, I have nothing to do with that. That's you and your problem. <laughs> you, know, you know what I'm saying? Like that's oh, I understand. But that's you and your problem in your garden. Now you done spent all that energy planting, planting the seed, taking it out the ground just to throw it at me. Do you know how much of your life you waste? You can only reap in two seasons in a year: spring, fall. That's it. Summertime, you're living off what the spring is. Wintertime, you're living off what's in the fall. <clears throat> you can't plant in the winter, ground's too hard. You can't plant in the summer, ground's too hot, too dry. If you think I'm just talking about land, I promise you the laws of this universe are so definite, so specific, so consistent. Your life is that way. I was just explaining <clears throat> to two of them, everybody in here, it's in reaping season. It's the fall. You got zero dollars in student loans. Brand new. Yeah, 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 you're right. We can clap for zero. We can clap for paid off student loans. We don't clap for nothing else. We're going to clap for student loans. <laughs> zero dollars in student loans. New cars. Record company deals. Driving situations being fixed. We are reaping. Nonprofits being started. We are reaping. You got to be careful because when you reap this much, winter time's coming. What comes after January? Okay. Spring. That's when. What comes after the month of January? Does it happen all your life? Yeah. As long as I'm here. And your kids, is February going to happen after January? So, we're in the fall. What comes after the fall? Can, can any of you stop the winter from coming, from coming? So get ready for it. Get ready for the cutback season. It's coming. And your job is not to die in your cutback season. That's your job. Your job is not to die in your cutback season. There's only one scientific way to do that. It's why you're reaping in the harvest season. Start sowing. That's it. You reap now. You live. Hopefully, you have planted enough that you can last through the cutback. So when, if you do it correctly, by the time you get to spring, you won't even have to eat the harvest of spring. You'll still be on fall harvest. And if you do it better than that, your children 
would never have to reap their good harvests. They'll still be off your generational harvests. I promise you, nobody in the Morgan family is struggling. J.P. Morgan. You understand? It's just not happening that way. So receive that. Wintertime's coming. And the only way you get to survive the wintertime is to double down in what you're planting. But guess what? Nobody plants good seed if they're afraid to say, I am. And you remember that. Because when you haven't claimed your life, you'll never plant seeds and let you claim it. Whenever you have not claimed your life, you will never plant seeds that will let you claim it. Now, I do want to go to Coach T here. And you guys be ready for this. Just about all of you be here for the next year as we have a bunch of new students in this class as we're ending this season of class. As we're ending this season of class. But Shannon and Tempest will have major teaching roles in the class. So, Coach T, in the energy of what we're talking about, procrastination from the book, from what's happening right now, won't you give us what uh, Infinite Intelligence is telling me to lend the mic to you? It's just an I don't know why Infinite Intelligence is telling you to lend the mic to me because. I don't have anything to say. You once told me a story about how you stopped asking for permission. Do you mind repeating that? So I don't remember the story per se, but I will say I got it from Lisa Nichols, and I actually watched um a video of hers today really and she was talking so you mean infinite intelligence was telling me then i'm sorry go ahead whatever <laughs> uh she was talking about accepting the divine calling on your life mm. and she says that <laughs> most people are more committed to their familiar discomfort than they are to an unfamiliar new possibility. And if you're not giving yourself permission to accept possibilities or abundance or what you dream about, then you're going to stay comfortable in discomfort. And you don't grow there. You don't prosper there. You plant, <laughs> you plant mustard seeds there and receive mustard seeds harvest, which is cool. That's not a bad thing. But is that really worthy of you? The Bible said have faith the size of a mustard seed. I want to say at least a mustard seed. He didn't say stop at a mustard seed. Mm. So can you, can you give yourself permission to plant whatever, I don't know seeds like that, a larger seed, so you can receive a larger harvest, so you can go out and 
do greater things. Can you can you trust yourself? Can you put down procrastination and pick up your purpose? Because mm. you can't get there saying, well, eventually I'll get there. I don't feel like it or I'm too tired. Because it's going to pass you up. And it's going to pass you up and somebody who is waiting for you, somebody who needs to hear your voice, is going to die unfulfilled because you procrastinated on your purpose. Your purpose was to save somebody, and now they're lost, they're confused, they're unfulfilled because you decided that being comfortable was worthy of you. Then you miss the fact that your purpose has nothing to do with you. It has everything to do with how you serve this world, how you give others, how you lower yourself in order for others to be, you know, even with you. So are you bold enough to say, I don't live here anymore, and to act on, I don't live here anymore? Are you bold enough to say, I don't deserve this? And I deserve to plant seeds today. So this time next year, my life is unrecognizable. Are you willing to sacrifice your ego and your pride and, you know, the facade that you put on and get real with yourself and say, I'm not where I pretend to be, but I'm willing to put in the work for where I choose to be. Mm. Give yourself permission to step out and do the things that you dream of, even if that means looking in the mirror and say, hey, I love you. Hey, you look good today. You know what I mean? Um, you can't live You can't live your life on a cheap commodity of someone's opinion <laughs> because they're never going to give you an opinion that's worthy of you. They're going to give you an opinion that keeps you lower than them because they need to be one step above you. That's what she said. Drop procrastination, pick up your pro- I thought you said you ain't have Yeah, I thought you said you ain't had nothing to say. And all of a sudden you, Lisa Nichols, and this class is all aligning together. Hmm. Hmm. Doubt thou not the ether again. How about that? <laughs> All right. Okay. Let's get into the one last hard thing. Anybody have something else to say? We'll be here <coughs> to the end of the class. Any, feel free. To, it, it won't matter. I have no agenda. Well, we are on an agenda. I have no hidden agenda. Okay, so I'll read it and then keep what you have to say for this. Like, Put it in here. Put it in here. If, which one? If a decision is worth anything at all, it is worth sticking to until it's been completely worked. Okay? One more. Do not listen to people who ridicule because of their own misconceptions and inferiority. Can you repeat that last thing? Yes. 
word for word it says, I got you. Do not listen to people who ridicule because of their own misconceptions and inferiority complexes. If you look at the main thread, I am copying and pasting for you the last two things. Everybody has access to that, so you're more than welcome to have it. <coughs> As a matter of fact, let me help all of you. I will copy the whole principle seven. Does that help? I will. I will email everybody the notes after, after, you know what, let me see if I can do that. No, 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 hold on. <coughs> Let us see if you can have all my notes up until now. Let's see if it copies and pastes. Okay, we're missing some. Okay, there you go. Now I have to get to, all right, here we go. You guys are now welcomed. You now have all of my notes that I have accumulated over the years. I had to send me two sections because it was too many. Yes, yes. Up until chapter, well, principle seven. If I give it to you now, you're not going to read. <laughs> you're not going to read, okay? <laughs> yeah. No, do the work, okay? I really want to focus on this last part. <clears throat> if a decision is worth anything at all, it is worth sticking to until it has been completely worked out. This addresses you. Okay. <clears throat> if a decision is worth anything at all. It is worth sticking to until it has been completely worked out. Open dialogue. <clears throat> Whatever you want to say. Okay, let me lead you a little bit. But let me hear from you back there. Come on up here real quick. Come on up here real quick. Now, there's one thing she does well. Well, sometimes does well. Most times, some most times she does well. Sometimes she don't. That's because we're all human. Is <coughs> when you have a plan and you're surrounded by the right people, you stick it through. Why do you do that? No matter what. That was her question, but that's okay. I'll let you. So, no, so, as soon as she answers, I'll let you answer. Why do you stick through when you're surrounded by the right people, no matter how hard it gets? There's absolutely nothing wrong with that answer. Why? <laughs> okay, so why do you not want to let us down? Okay, that's 
That's why I called you for this one, because I know your talent being responsibility. That's why I called you from the back. Now, why is it on you? This is actually a good thing. It, it could be a bad thing, but you, you, you kind of, in most cases, you use it in the right manner. Yes, why do you feel that letting us down is your responsibility or the mission is your responsibility? Well, talk a little louder, uh, Tempest, can you hear your mic? Because I ain't giving me. I feel like it's what? It's giving to me. It isn't. It's giving to you. So you take full responsibility when you're surrounded by the right people. Yes. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Let me get, let me do what you got to say. Thank you. Thank you very much. What was the question again? <laughs> now that you're right, I forgot the question. <laughs> Why do you stick it out when you're surrounded by the right people? Well, it gives you no other choice but to stick it out because if you do not stick it out, then it's really no excuse. It's no excuse regardless of when you're with the right people, it's just no excuse. And when you're around negativity and people bring you down, things that they hang out, it's still no excuse when you're around negative <laughs> She's got one. Go ahead. Just because they want to see you succeed. Okay, so okay, so just because Well one of the reasons is because they also want to see you succeed. Okay, so I got three answers here. Hold on. Keep the, guess. Okay. Let me repeat the three so we can get to the fourth one in I take responsibility because I feel bad if I don't. Was that is that fair what she said? No, I think I'm, I feel like I'm misquoting that. Oh, no, it's just my responsibility. That's basically what you said. And then what was number two? Number two was there's no excuse because the right people will influence you in the right way, a positive way. Good. Number three is because they want you to succeed also. Because they want you. You're in the atmosphere in which people want you to succeed. Number four. So it's not really number four. It's a question. Okay. An observation that I made working with Grace <coughs> has to me what I see from her and what I get from her from her being a part of the, the mastermind group is Grace has made a decision that because she is surrounded by and if I'm wrong she'll tell me because she is surrounded by but I only got this from observing how she works because she is surrounded by people who have the same purpose as her <coughs> she has made a decision that she is not going to, nobody is going to work hard and she not work hard. Not in competition, but if you get online after, you're like, man, such and such and such and such really, and Grace feel like, well, I don't think I did all I could do today. She's not competing with such and such and such and such, but she has made the decision that I'm going to give just as much effort, if not more, as everybody in my group. Because it's my responsibility. Mm, and I've seen her work that way just through even pro 
private conversations about whatever, mm-hmm. she is moved by other people being successful mm-hmm. and those other people wanting her to be successful. So there's no excuse. If they're working hard and nobody's having a slacker day, then Grace isn't going to have a slacker day either. Whereas me, if I've chosen to have a slacker day, y'all can all work hard. Congratulations. I'm going to go for it tomorrow. You know, I'm, I'm growing in that area. So with Grace, I feel like it's part of the reason why she was chosen. That oh, yeah. staff, not to Tony's weakness, Grace can be staffed to my weakness as mm-hmm. well because ain't no slacker in Grace. <coughs> None of, and that's a decision that she made. You know, that you're not going to, if, if, if I get on there right now and I say, you know what, Grace, I think I'm about to go get him back in one of these courses. I done slacked up on taking the course. She either going to say, yeah, I've been doing that. Yeah, you know what, Shay, I slacked up too. I'm going to do it too. Not because she's competing with me. Look at her back there. But because that's how she operated. And what it showed me was, Shannon, this is how you fuel people too. People are looking for your effort because it's going to ignite their effort. <laughs> yeah. you that I, I i promise you that there is okay let, this, let, let, let me tell you why did you got good please uh, your energy was popping me in the neck that's actually a very intelligent thing to ask <laughs> so, so definitely definitely remind me guys in the next in the remaining classes to turn uh, the laptop around to, to for more inclusion i it's not that it's a big deal. I just, I remember three weeks ago, and I remember the last, and I was like, I said I'm doing it enough. Okay. There's a reason why I'm doing this. I said this last thing I wanted to talk about, because I don't want you to think about, okay, what's the name of this chapter? And give me in, pick a captain, and give me in two sentences what's the heart of the main point of this decision. Who's your captain? All right, they look that way, so who's, okay, there you go. You're the captain. <laughs> You're the captain. Give her the microphone. Mrs. I am. Okay. I am the captain. This, this is your moment. This is your moment. I am now my captain or captain. Give us in two sentences or less what's the main point of this chapter. That's very good. Clap for her. Now, I don't want you to do this like you would. Uh, I have to pause myself. I don't want you to do this like you would do your Bible scriptures. Okay. Here's what I mean by that. You just pick one up with no context. Oh, I like this one. And then you. You run with it, with no context. You just you snatch it out the context and you quote it and you run with it. This was built on top of what chapter? Planned organization. 
What was about playing organization? What was the main point there? Writing it down and getting it done. Say, I can't. First off, you whisper it. <clears throat> no, you. She got away with it, but you whispered. You, what was it? There was something. You guys have mentioned it. Yeah, that's, that's fair. What was about chapter, or whatever chapter it is, what was about it? There was something, there was a main point. I don't know, I might be wrong. No, I don't think you're wrong, because there's a main thing there. You, Everybody's talked about it all night. I'm leaning towards application, like doing. Application in what? Okay, there's a mind there. Group. Mastermind group. Okay, now, there's a reason why I called her from the back to the front. Because I knew she, her main thing is, I'm responsible for all of this. And there's a reason why I recap, one, two, three. <laughs> right. I recapped it because everything that you guys said, you said in reference to the group. And I want you not to just pick out this chapter like you do your scriptures. Put it in context to the mastermind group. Think about it now because this is how the book is written. I didn't catch this the first like 20 times I read it. I had to raise my level of awareness. It's not only talking about you making decisions as an individual. It is. But imagine applying this to the mastermind principle. Because you guys just said it. I can't quit because they won't let me. I can't procrastinate. I'm working in that area. And the only reason she's working in that area because she's in a mastermind group that doesn't do that as a whole. So by default, she's rising in the weak areas. Okay. The mastermind group is going to force you to do that. Do, do you get it? I get it. So now, <clears throat> think about, in fact, let me just highlight a few things that we've already discussed. I just read them. Procrastination is the opposite of a decision. Think about that in the form of mastermind groups. If you just sit around talking all day and having those three-hour meetings, that is the opposite of a decision or the opposite of a mastermind group. Pick another one. A definite object makes reaching prompt decisions that much easier. You're already going to do group think when you're in a group, according to psychologists, if you if you're an average person. So if you're an average person in a mastermind group, are you average anymore? No. You are what the group is. And if they, be honest, how many of you are known to make quick decisions and stick by them forever? Okay. Okay, well, well, well watch. Okay, so it's just, it's just me. Right. It's just me. You have to, you got Achiever in your top, so you, you may, you, you have, have some element that you have achieved in your top five. Okay? So, two people. But watch this here. 
But since being in the mastermind group, how much do you do it now? Think about how much less you procrastinate now. And how much less you quit now. <laughs> Did you get it? So I don't want you to snatch out this chapter of just decision. Please make it individual. But if you put these concepts, these individual concepts into a group where you are weak, you're no longer weak. It's not about being well-rounded. It's always about being specific in what you do. But when everybody is specific in what they do, in different areas, there are no weaknesses. Not as a group. Mm. Only as individuals. But there are no individuals in a mastermind group. But the mastermind group is filled with individuals. But if you find yourself in a mastermind group, hear me and hear me well. No matter what, okay, I'm going to have to push this, I see. If you find yourself in a mastermind group, no, no, lean in. Yes, yes, you're right. Come on. <coughs> yes, you, you, I saw him lean in. Yes, when I say hear me, hear me well, you know I'm going to say something. If you find yourself in a mastermind group, a real one, don't ever leave. Ever. When you leave, you leave to a greater mastermind. This universe is designed for you to be in cohesive cooperation, not competition. We never get it out. <laughs> oh, I ain't going nowhere. <laughs> There is a time to, there, when your mastermind group stops being a mastermind group or stops serving you, then you must leave if, you're one, if you want to be successful. Jay-Z, the great philosopher, Sean Carter, Jay-Z. Technically, he's a philosopher. Technically. <laughs> he left his mastermind group. Jazz-O, mastermind group, left that one. He did. That's Jay-Z, Jazzo, Jazzo, fast rapper. Jay-Z used to rap fast at first. If you don't know hip-hop, it's okay. I'll break it down to you real quick. That's who Jay-Z started off with, with the Hawaiian Sophie t-shirts and stuff. Just, 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 just know. That's how it happened. Then he went with Dane. But guess what? Dane Dash no longer served Jay-Z with all that violent stuff in corporate meetings. Is that like Beyonce leaving Destiny Child? Yes. Yeah, you, no, please, please. Go ahead. No, 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 no. no. I need, I'm gonna keep listening. No, you're fine. Okay, you sure? Okay, I'm gonna come back to you in two minutes. Okay. Okay. So. Okay, got it. I probably won't. It was probably just for you to give value. So as you leave these groups, you're leaving them because they don't serve you. And you left Dame Dash, right? And then he got here. Then he went to Def Jam, president. Left there. Smart people know when to check out. Oh. Loyalty is the killer 
success if that loyalty is not in prosperity. There have been more people that have loyalized their way to poverty than ever to success. I know that's a hard pill to swallow, but guess what? I'm not telling you not to be loyal, but you be loyal to the principles of success and the people who follow them. Because everybody who's ever preached or talked to you about loyalty, odds are they're poor. Because that's all you know. And all your advice has come from people who are giving you advice that doesn't benefit them. And they're giving it to you. Okay, two minutes up. I did? Okay. <laughs> Mastermind, if you ever find, listen, I'm telling you, the reason I'm stressing this, I knew it, I got it highlighted, like it's literally, it's literally highlighted in my little note thingy. It's right here. This is highlighted. It's highlighted right there. It's highlighted. Right there. It's highlighted. Because it's, it's important. It's important for you to realize this here. Your low self-esteem your ego will make you allergic to positivity. I'm telling you this, I'm trying to be as nice about it as possible. I've lowered my tone. I don't want to beat you up. But when you're really negative, you don't like positive people and you think they're fake. <laughs> Ain't nobody that positive. What she want from me? And you end up.
free. I'm about to read a free, pretty long section from So Happy and Grateful that is coming out. <laughs> very important. It fits here. It fits here. Very important. Okay. By the time you guys hear this, it'll already be out. So Happy and Grateful comes out December 5th this year. If you did not know, now you know. That's the date Tempest set. Tempest runs my whole schedule. Okay? December 5th. It comes out this year, December 5th. Go ahead. You can just keep it. What happened? No, go ahead. Go ahead. Oh, man. That's okay. That's okay. That's okay. It's, it's, it's okay. Some, sometimes I've learned how to kill what's important to me to be important for everybody else. Very hard. Very hard. Very hard. <laughs> very, very hard. It really is. I've learned how to kill what's important to me in order to be important to everybody else. It's very hard. It's, it's not, it's, just, it's very hard. It's very, very hard. Because what's important to you isn't always, in, doesn't make you important. And it doesn't make you add value to people. It just makes you be passionate about what's important to you. This is why you spend a lot of time proving points but never solving them. Okay, just say, okay. <laughs> I want to encourage you about staying inside of a mastermind group. I'm telling you, the only reason I have to do this is not that you've done something. The only way you get out of something good is if you've convinced yourself you are bad or deserve bad. All right. Tibbs, can you hear me? Okay, she said yes. Why don't you unmute and let me hear you say yes. Just so I can hear your voice and, and then, you know. She rolled her eyes I so good. She rolled her eyes so good. <laughs> you are a survivor. <clears throat> this is from chapter three. It's called, right now it's called, it's Master Your Emotions. You're a survivor, <clears throat> but you don't feel like it. When you're exhausted, you become fearful in safe places. It is called compassion fatigue. Compassion fatigue is a state experienced by those helping people or animals in distress. It is, it is an extreme state of tension and preoccupation with the suffering of those being helped to the degree that it can create secondary, trauma, secondary traumatic stress for the helper. Dr. Charles Finley says that, and I quote the source. Caring too much can hurt. When caregivers focus on others without practicing self-care, destructive behaviors can surface. Apathy, isolation, bottled up emotions, and substance abuse head a long list of symptoms associated with a secondary traumatic stress disorder now labeled compassion fatigue. There is nothing more important than this moment right now. We all need to be reminded of this. Don't be moved by exhausted emotions. Frankly, when your emotions are exhausted, they will send you false signals. They will make you distrust people who love you. They will make you tired when you're full of energy. They will make you feel like you have no appetite when you haven't eaten a single thing all day. 
When you get tired, you make dumb decisions. And there is no way to be happy when you're suffering from compassion fatigue. Don't be moved by exhausted emotions. What do you do when survival no longer feels like success? My friends, one of the moments, one of the most dangerous places to be on planet Earth is between your breakdown and your breakthrough. There are so many opposing forces that will come against you when you're in this location. There are, there are infinite possibility of a number of distractions that could come against you and you never allow and never allow you to use the energy needed to get you to your breakthrough. There is nothing wrong with being tired, but you have to learn how to master your emotions. When you are tired, you cannot listen to your own thoughts. When you are tired and try to fix your own problems, you will create more of problems you have to fix. When you isolate yourself and kill any, you kill any chance you had of getting any right answers because you are only filled with all the wrong answers. Don't be moved by exhausted emotions. When you spend your life thinking that you can't make it when you can, you will find yourself very unhappy. You must learn that when you are not happy, it is a very hard, it's very hard to trust your decision-making paradigm. You will begin to lash out at people for no reason at all. You will lose your motivation to change your life. Being unhappy makes you fearful. Being unhappy takes the pleasure away from surviving. Being unhappy takes your perception off the good in life and only allows you to focus on all the things that are keeping you unhappy. Being unhappy will ruin all your relationships and cause you to make the other party unhappy because you won't allow anything they do to you to make you happy. When you're unhappy, you will deny yourself the right to be happy by any means necessary. Something wonderful will happen to you and you would say things like, it's not going to last. When you say things like this, you become a killer of happiness. There's obviously more. Now write long chapters. <laughs> Fair enough. I said that. I had no idea I was going to read this, but I wanted to help you stay in the plane. The decision, this chapter is deeply rooted in the chapter before. And that chapter, the chapter before. They're not just things you could snatch out and get an understanding. There's a hole here. And when you leave your mastermind group that is serving you, it is because you believe you don't deserve to be served. Remember what I'm saying? <coughs> because you've attracted everything in your life, even this conversation. There is no way in the world that I can have this conversation and you didn't attract it because you would have missed today. Everybody here, for whatever reason, 
needed to hear what I just read or said in this class because you're in the right place at the right time. You have come to this junction because you're supposed to be here. And if you feel like you're not, it's not the group. It's you. And you are worthy of any group. You first have to be worthy to yourself. So leave not any mastermind group. Because this life is not about competition, but cooperation. And most of the laws of success are in harmony with corroboration. The reason why you're not successful is because up until recently, you've done everything by yourself. And that automatically puts you on the road to poverty. Let me pray for you, Lord. We thank you. That we have a place that is safe. A place in which we can stand and say, I am. A place in which we can hide in the back of the room and it'd be okay. A place in which we can be sad and get a hug. A place in which we don't want to talk in. No one forces us. And then when we need to talk, people encourage us. God, there's not many places that offer us this. And we're just grateful that you've allowed us to find at least one. Now, abundance works in a manner in which we cannot eat from the tree of abundance by ourselves. Funny thing about an orange tree that we plant, if we ever plant it, we can't eat all the fruit that comes from it by ourselves. We either share it or it goes bad. May that be a word for us a directional compass that guides us to sharing our abundance. Because we can't eat it all. We have to cooperatively share it. And as we leave this place, give us the confidence Stay in the group that serves us, even if we feel like outsiders. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. All right. I might be.
one of the realest classes thus far. Hey everybody, you may not know it, but you probably not subscribed to my videos. I appreciate you for even making me a community. Team ATS, we are here. There are three things that I am accomplishing and changing the world, or at least aiding to change the world. Here's thing number one. Every single time that you watch one of these videos and every single time you subscribe, you help boost this community and help me give out a, a whole lot more information for free. Another thing that you're doing, and this is probably most important, you help me pay for salaries, okay? Team ATS, the minimum wage for Team ATS, the people who work here, is $22 an hour. That's pretty cool, right? Every time that you subscribe, buy something from me, or now I'm gonna ask you to go to my Patreon page and give a donation. That could be $1 a month, $3 a month, $5 a month, or if you like me, $25,000 a month. I appreciate you who's gonna do that. 100% of every donation that comes through goes to salaries or video production, which is the second thing. You know, look, this is 4K content, right? All this stuff costs money. So instead of me taking money from people, what I'm doing is I am literally creating salaries and using this money for production and more salaries. I don't use the money for me. I am literally helping people, bringing people out of poverty. I specialize, I am so excited about group economics that I typically hire people with felonies or need a second chance or someone the daughter is 15 years old, they need insulin. I love those kind of people because they're hungry and they need an opportunity. So please go to Patreon, okay? Go over there, go over there right now, over. I'm not sure where my editing team is gonna put it. It could be over here, could be. Click one of these things, you know what I'm saying? Go over there and do a donation. Now, that's if you can. If you can't, don't worry about it. Just set me to see first, put on the notifications, click that alert bell if you're on YouTube, however you find me and you'll be helping that way. But if you have a dollar to spare, $5 to spare, $10 to spare, I promise you, you'll be aiding people in salaries. Let's stay together. Now, if you're on the same vibration with me, if you're trying to raise the higher consciousness of this world, if you believe, if you be faithful to the few, you'll become rulers over many. If you vibrate at that frequency, let's be faithful. Let's, you know, give a dollar or two. Let's help somebody else so the universe can help us. I really appreciate you. Team ATS is in the building to stay. A third thing that I'm doing, because I promise you three, I've actually started my own Oprah Winfrey network, but ATS network. So expect to see a whole lot more content. Expect me to start paying content providers and content creators. Expect me to give people a platform where they can get paid for their videos. I really appreciate you. I'm so grateful for you. Let's make this community one of the most popular and one of the most paid communities so we can pay others. I give you my word, 100% of the money that's drawn from these videos goes to creating salaries or upgrading equipment. Antonio T. Smith Jr., you can plant better. You can dominate. I have felt so much in life. I've been so evil. I've done everything in life to mess it up. And I have. I have completely messed this life up. And then I changed. And then I start applying things. 
that I didn't know, but I always knew. You call it the law of attraction. Or maybe you don't. Or maybe you're religious and maybe you're not. Here is what I know. I know that we all have a karmic debt to pay off. And I have either paid mine off or almost off. And now I dedicate my entire life to you. Please know that as my life is dedicated to you, it means I get beat up a lot. But that's what this is about. It is about people like me putting their gains at risk for you. The crazy thing about life is once we get enough, whatever enough means, you're a politician, it's enough votes, someone likes money, enough money, whatever enough is, you're a pastor, enough members, we tend to protect it. This podcast is not about protection, it's about you. I sincerely believe in you. I know you're going to be it. I know you're going to do it. Whatever that is for you. There are no mistakes. I want you to share this podcast, but not for personal gain. I want you to share it because I am giving you my every being. So you can turn around and do the same for others. I give away me. And then you give away you. I lower me so you can stand on my shoulders and then you return the favor and you lower yourself so someone else will stand on your shoulders and then voila. No one is lower than the other because we've all lowered ourselves. Finally, the music in this podcast that you're going to hear, I hope it gets stuck in your head. It's actually from my favorite movie, Cloud Atlas. It's a cover, it's not the original version, but it sounds just like it. Cloud Atlas is a great movie by the Wachowskis. My second favorite movie is The Matrix, but that has nothing to do with this right now. It is about repeating the same mistakes. And so I'm hoping subconsciously that as you repeat the same mistakes, Cloud Atlas is mostly about ascending from those mistakes. So I'm hoping the words, the music, the melody, everything helps you ascend to where you're supposed to be, which is where you've always agreed you wanted to be before you got here. I love you. This is the Secret to Success Law of Attraction. I really, really know that this will be a blessing, a lifesaver to many people. Antonio T. Smith Jr., you can't plan better. You can't.